amongst yourselves while I share out the show. Hello, everyone. It's the Hi, Adam. Show, How have you been? Where I awkwardly share out the show late. Because there we, we go. I'm doing all right. How are you doing, David? Good, how terrible good. terrible the world is. Good. I'm doing oh, good. Taylor. Hey, speak of the hey. devil. Hold on. I'm sharing out the damn show, and then I'll get in there. Priorities. I got Priorities. you. Priorities. Hey, T. What's up? Oh, already not much. Sharing out, already sharing out the show. We're live. Hey, Taylor. Yes? I stopped at the Barnes & Noble in Hendersonville, Ooh. and they had a... Uh, they had a sign like, you know, our staff recommends drinks, and there was a name Taylor on there. So I asked the girl at the counter if that was you, and she's like, no, that's not him. He did hasn't he been used here to in... work there, T? He did. I did yeah. used to work there, yeah. He did. Yeah, she's like, he hasn't been back since we had COVID. We had one very awkward interaction there. That's true, we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, when they closed down for COVID, I just never uh, reapplied to join when they reopened. I think uh, yeah. we had a wave one time when I stopped in before a movie, but that was about it. It was like busy. I was like, holy shit, the bookstore's like 10 people in here. And I know that doesn't sound like much, but it was a lot. Anyway, uh, segment one, we'll just talk about what we did this week. Man, what a terrible week I had. Saga coming back. Uh, That's exciting. X Men news, Hello, supply great. chain. There wasn't much news. Supply chain issues. We'll talk about that because that's interesting. And then what hey, is. Ever. Did you there is a uh, there's going to be a spinoff for um, WandaVision. Ag oh. Agatha Harkness is going to. Uh, has that been confirmed? Is this, it been confirmed? it's been reported by like a billion people. It so has. yes, I'm pretty it sure has. it's confirmed. I'm hoping for, and we can just talk about it now. I'm hoping that it is a prequel. I don't want anything. Well, it's got to be because right? don't they kill her in the? No, they don't kill her. Like Wanda leaves oh, okay. her they, like they... brainwashed in the town. That's but right. I, That's right. That's regardless right. of that, I do agree with Gomer that there's probably more to story to tell. Her like kind of weaving her way through the history of the MCU because she's been around for like a few hundred years. So That's there's a lot of cool stories really there. Point. I was thinking just you know back in her witchy days, you know, with the the book and all that. You know, that would be pretty interesting. But so you almost had a good idea. Almost. We got disgusting food news. Uh, we do have a moment of destruction. Why, why have it if it's disgusting? I, I, the disgusting uh, ones are the best ones. That's they are actually. <laughs> uh, we can we can all have our mutual disgust for it. I just so, like a balance. You know, every time you do a disgusting one, try to balance it out. I with do. A I try. Delicious one. I try to balance them out. I found a brand new food blog that is full of awesome. It's a great great blog. Oh, but, I'm uh, looking forward to this. Rise of the Beasts uh, images. We're going to look at those and talk about those, even though okay. they're all pictures of cars in a Beast movie. And then top three, where, man, I was so torn by the X-Books this week that I left them off my top three completely. They oh, well, were all you know, three great this week. They were all three great, but I decided to only pick one to put on Oh, I know which three. one you picked. There's only one. If you were going to pick one, there's only one to pick. We will well, talk I don't know. about it. I don't know. Well, there's there's an X-Books right, on my list, so we'll see if That's it's true. that one, I guess. That's true. That's true. We will talk about those, and then, uh, yeah, man, I, I it's some good books this week some really really good books this week but anything else you guys want to add to the list i think we got it and especially after we talked about the agatha all along don't butcher the song gomer i'm good i'll butcher any song that i sing so uh so yeah if you guys got another list get into the show actually right on time Believe it or not. Are you a are you a wizard, Gomer? <laughs> I'm a wizard. Are you a fucking wizard? Sheer fucking hubris. 
true. How dare we? Another episode of this week in comics, our degrees comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. There's little bugs in here. It's Gomer, Adam, Taylor, aka David. How's it going, gentlemen? It's going all right, man. How are tricks? People used to say that back in the day. How are tricks? Uh, segment one. We always talk about what we did this week. I had a terrible week. It was horrible. I'm looking for a new place to live, and it is not a great time to be doing that. Uh. And then I get on here in the pre-show, and these assholes are like, oh, my God, where are you going? I'm like, man, shut up. Cave City, stuff. Kentucky. Shut he up. wants don't, his gravy right out there, right beside Mammoth Cave, so he can sell those souvenirs. Get you that geosite. I did watch Black <laughs> Widow. I did get a chance to watch Black Widow, finally, because I'm just not a fan of the movies. But solid, middle of the road, solid. Yeah, I think we said at the time, like you know, mid tier MCU. Florence yeah. Pugh is the is the is the best part of this movie. No, she's f- yeah. Hilarious. Okay, so if the main goal of this movie was to set up a passing of the torch, then they absolutely nailed that for sure. Oh, for sure. Then the skydive scene where, man, I cringed. I, I mean, I don't know why. At some points, I'm just like. You know, balling my fist like, oh my gosh, you know. So yeah, it was a good movie. It was worth it. It worked. It's on Disney Plus now. That's why I was able to watch. Hello there. Hi. My cat just joined me. Yeah, oh, but we great. can't see you, so you can't yeah. say stuff like that because it makes no goddamn sense to us. What up? You guys do anything cool this week? Oh, I did a lot of things cool this I week. I did finally get around to seeing the old guard, so Oh, cool. you, yeah. you would be like the uh, person with the oldest movie to bring up, but no, I saw yeah. one that came out last year, and nice. it was pretty good, if a little tropey, but you know, definitely have worth you the read watch. The comic? You've read the I comic? I have not, in fact. Oh, you should read the comic. It's it's damn good. Perhaps I should. Yeah, it's damn good. Let me know after. Remind me after I have it. Uh, what else? What did anybody do? Nothing. I I closed on my house. Oh, Monday. fucking bragging camp. Let's do but but I but sure. but geek wise I I I supported a Kickstarter from Beast of the Mesozoic that Oh was, man, um, more dinosaur shit. You're just doing everything to piss me off this week. The Tyrann it was the Tyrannosaurus Kickstarter and yeah. they they have at one level they have a Tyrannosaurus Rex, a 27-inch Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, painted up as a Dino Riders. Uh, oh, that's, oh that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, my bad. I take it back. That is pretty rad. Has anybody had a chance to see James Bond yet? I was probably going to no, go see no, it in a couple weeks. I don't, I don't like the James Bond movies. You know. I like them. They're fun. Eh, well, they, though? Remember I feel like the one where he just plays and cards the whole fucking movie? That's one of the best ones, you I know. Idiot. People keep telling me that. But, it's boring as fuck it's like espn 2 at three in the morning it's so boring isn't it like what the fuck is happening like, in this movie? to me and james one moves are in two camps there's like the ones where they actually take themselves kind of seriously and you know 
when they have like good action scenes, that's pretty cool. But sure, sure. The old school ones though were just campy, stupid bullshit. I love the old especially the Roger Moore ones. Those yeah. are I, real I, games. I think my favorite one was a Roger Moore one. It was Man with the Golden Gun. Like I said, nice, Christopher nice. Lee is the it bad does. Guy. It does. Mine is I always forget the name, but it's the one we talk about it all the time. It's the one with the fucking ghost ship and the multimedia dude and Tomorrow Never oh, Dies. Uh, it's a Pierce Brosnan one. Um, yeah, it's Tomorrow like, Never Dies. Oh yeah. Yeah, tomorrow never dies but let me i appreciate the james bond movies for one reason they are sort of this you know example in a single movie of pop culture in a moment you know what i oh, mean oh yeah they're time capsules yeah, of, yeah. of pop culture at the and, time and of I movie making at the time that, but otherwise they're just kind of lame what was i gonna say uh, all right I, they're not... bragging that about how this james bond has like grown up into the modern age where he's monogamous and he like there's like a a black woman who is of the 007 you know for a time in this movie you know it's kind of coming up and i'm like man how's i don't get it i just don't get it you know dave Chappelle. they talking about canceling dave Chappelle, and now they're bragging that a guy who's known for drinking and womanizing and being uh, misogynistic has grown up now in the modern age. Well, like, I mean, if he's not fuck? doing those things, it. then yeah, that is an that is a change for the positive. No, I'm not saying it's not a change for the positive. I'm just saying, like, why? <laughs> why? And that's as because a, he's as a, a person who he's thinks a that these movies fictional are IP that well. a lot of people really like that makes a lot yeah. of money. I mean, uh, it's a famous character changing to fit with modern times. What the fuck else do you want, stupid? Goma? No, I don't want that. I just—it's uh, weird to me that the we're British like, have to have something with the modern. They only time. have James Bond and Doctor <laughs> yeah, right. Who and right. Harry Potter. They don't get to claim Harry Potter. Fuck <laughs> that. We claim Harry Potter. Warner Brothers is an American company. Okay, they have most of the control. Uh, but I don't know. Whatever. Money oh, Amazon's got that franchise now, so it's supposed to be like a big deal where his movies will still be in the theaters, but they're also going to do spin-off series and shit like that. And you know that might be interesting. Yeah. All right, and Adam didn't do shit this week. Nah, I never do shit. This dude knew. And now here's Goma with the news. Uh, this is some pretty solid news this week, even though it's light. Uh saga is coming back uh, how many years exciting. has it been two. i have the date here the last issue oh does anyone want to guess it's month been like and two years. year i'm not going to guess month and year but i don't know two years two and a half I don't years i know what that means pre-covid definitely in covid times give me a year guys come on you guys can't do the fucking math on a year <laughs> it was like i think it was like 2018 it, it was 2018 years. july so, 2018 yeah, that was when uh issue 54 dropped which was the end of an arc uh just to, sh- to show us you know i know everyone here knows how popular saga is but that issue got a second printing I think there are only three issues of Saga that did not get second printings, and I think they were like issue 25 and 50 where they double printed because they were like extra special books, you know, and they they promoted them that way. But uh, it's going to come out January 26, 2022, 44 pages rather than the usual 22 pages. So it's not that far away. For the same price. I am excited about this news. I mean, this has – this was – 
I mean, I know it's incomplete, but up to this point, it's probably Brian K. Vaughn's best work, honestly. I prefer Ex Machina, but I get Ex it. Ex Machina is it. fine. But like people always like, oh, it's so preachy. I'm like, yeah, no shit. That's why I fucking like it. Well, I mean, this has so much going for it that Ex Machina (laughs) couldn't have touched upon. Where like we have these outrageous settings, and Fiona Staples is always killing it in the art, and she is a better artist than whatever the dude who drew Ex Machina was. Ex Machina was. I'm missing it. Look, I like Ex Machina. I like White Last Man, but neither of those have standout art. They have fine art. They have serviceable art. It's good, but it's not like, oh my god, what the hell did I just see? The way a lot of pages of Saga are. Yeah. Fiona Staples. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm super excited for this. You know, um, it's still going to be a bit of a wait for me though, because I collect Saga and trade. Sure. I'm. I, I, yeah. You guys know I trade weight, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like a year from now, I guess I'll be getting <laughs> volume ten. Well, I have the first ten issues of Saga, and they're worth more than like the rest of my collection combined. So I don't much. doubt it. It's so I fucking weird. I should just sell those and. And <laughs> you get yeah, honestly, you should. Way. I mean, I should. I really should. I mean, make hit that down payment on your house, probably. So, like, uh, legitimately, it's you probably not should do be that. that. I mean, they're not worth that much. <laughs> they're they're good, but they're not worth that much. Uh, <laughs> Wait a few years, yeah. they might be honestly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Saga's coming back. That's good news. Good news. Same creative team, same schedule. Hopefully. Uh, next news: Marauders Annual Number One will come out. It's change of a creative team. Yes, January twelfth. Uh, this will be the new creative team. Steve Orlando takes over the book. Uh, from Gary Dogan, uh, Chris Lee will be doing the art, uh, and yeah, it's gonna be new characters, new direction. Who knows? You know, I, I like Steve Orlando getting the call up. You know, I like Steve Orlando. At the same time, I'm kind of sad Gary Dogan's leaving this because this this has been this has been like the best X book overall. Pound for I mean, pound, consistently, yeah, Marauders yeah, has been one of the better, very best ones. Um, and it almost looks like they're kind of doing a draft of a lot of the defunct X teams here. Like they got a yeah, they're swapping the teams from, around. Um, X Factor and uh, are they canceling Hellions? Is they that, are oh, canceling Hellions? No, yeah. Hellions is is solicited till no, at least they're December. canceling Hellions. I. I I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive they were canceling Hellions. I mean, they might, but I, I, I know that it's at least solicited two more issues. Because honestly, this week's issue kind of felt like it was an end of, of a series. You know, in in some ways, you know, they had things still going on, but oh yeah, it's still solicited up to at least issue eighteen. Dave, look on Previews World and see how how many issues of Hellions are solicited. Okay, give uh, me a second. Let me fire it up. But yeah, I am kind of pissed off that this is going away and changing, you know, because change is always hard and it was consistently good. But I mean, Steve Orlando doesn't suck, but no, he's got all. he does have a big uh, role to step into here because this exactly. this is the case of somebody taking the torch from somebody who's been doing a pretty good job, you know. He's been doing one so, job. Is Marauders going to keep its numbering, or is it going to renumber? No, it's keeping the numbering. That's interesting it's, too. It's gonna, yeah, I, at least I haven't heard anything. That that um, is weird because Marvel usually takes any opportunity they can find to renumber. Well, look shit. at Spider Man this this week. You know, they it was a, definitely a time where they could have renumbered, but going so maybe that's a new thing. You know, they're just going to keep that up. But yeah, you were going to be a Psylocke, Doc, and Aurora Tempo. Who I love, uh, Somnus, who is the new, excuse me, hero who debuted earlier this year in Marvel's Voices Pride number one. 
Uh, they're going to spring Dokken from a prison at the hands of a leader who uh, is as cruel as he is charismatic, the primal provocateur known as Brimstone Love, who sounds like a fucking wrestler. It sounds so stupid. A fan favorite villain. <laughs> what are you going to do when Brimstone Love shows up and raises some hell? And he's going to go, is that him on the cover there? Because he does kind of look like a demon wrestler, honestly. Yeah, it looks whack, dude. So we'll uh, see what happens. Previews has uh, issue 18 of Hellions, and that is for what's coming out two December. months from now. December. December. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see if yeah. Hel- if Hellions isn't in the next solicits, which should be out within the next, you know, week or so. But the writer for it is Zeb Wells. Yeah, he's it great. Is. He's great. Uh, anyway, Marauder's annual. This is another note from the Marvel uh, news thing, whatever. Uh, Marauder's annual number one hit stands January 12th. And then it says, stay tuned in the coming weeks for more announcements about other exciting new X-Men launches. So, yeah, Hellions might be going away. The status quo is The status quo is changing again. Well, we know we're going to get a, what is that, a Legionnaire's book. So... Yeah, I mean, oh, honestly, yeah, I'm okay with this. I forgot all about that shit. I'm okay with this approach, though. You know, have like a couple of core X books that are consistently around, and the I'm okay with like things like Way of X and like X Corp. They just you, need to be better. Well, they yes. do need to be better, but even the ones I actually, you know, kind of like, like Way of X, yeah. which was, you know, when it wasn't up its own ass, was you know solid. Sure. Um, it's I'm okay with those books like cycling through, you know. Do this for a little while, then it's time to move on to the next thing. You know, not everything has the legs to be an ongoing. Exactly. I 100% agree. I think this also has to do a little bit with Inferno. Uh, Inferno is really going to change some shit, man. So Yeah, Destiny, Mystique, and Moira are going to, like, fuck everything up, I guess. I'm so excited to read that shit. Uh, Next and last bit of news before we talk about what if. It's so fucking boring. (laughs) Supply chain issues. Uh, supply chain issues are impacting just about everything right now. You know, everything. COVID shutting down and opening yeah. up um, places, people moving shit. Uh, there's also an infrastructure angle there where, like, the port of Houston and the port of uh, uh, California, somewhere over there. San Francisco. Yeah, they're just not equipped to handle the load that these huge ships can carry. And it's just finally bottlenecked on them. You know, uh, there's also employee shortages on those sorts of things. They need trained crane operators and they don't pay as, you know, a lot because you have to be certified to be a crane operator. You're in California. You're not allowed to smoke weed if you're a crane operator. Uh, there's a lot of shit involved, you know. Um, but these are three headlines from Bleeding Cool. Major printing and distribution problems are hitting the comic industry. That publishers have received calls stating that they cannot print new collections, large format books, or special items. They also have a headline. There's not enough paper in America for comic books right now. All North American mills oversold into quarter four, quarter one of next year. And there is not enough paper making capacity to support domestic demand. What the hell? Now, even if they're importing, exporting. Right, the comics they're printing uh, in East Asia, you know, where all the manga is from. If they're printing in Canada, where a lot of uh, comics are coming from, increased driver wages and customs congestion are affecting the comic industry. Almost all ports in the U.S. are experiencing congestion. Carriers are having to raise driver pay to retain them. 
and we're seeing those increased wages reflect in the contract and spot pricing. Uh, this bad idea. Everybody, you know, the least known publisher in the world, except for fucking Dave. Bad idea is pushing all of their December solicits. They're pushing them because they cannot afford to print them and make money. The yeah, they've already they're, they're already pushing well, back. That's how they're already pushing um, back That's not too surprising because you have to figure the big losers and all this are going to be the small press publishers. Exactly. You know that Marvel and DC are going to snatch up the supplies when they're available. And if there's not as much available, we might not see like Scout Comics or uh, Bad Idea like David likes. Um, yeah. Well, pro- like the second tier ones like Dark Horse will probably be okay, but anything below that rung, I feel very worried. Also, it also just means books are going to get more expensive again. You know, publishers going to use any excuse to make the prices go Hold up. Hold the line at four ninety nine. Yeah, five. Motherfucker, that was supposed to be two ninety nine originally. I actually, I have that poster. I know I say it every time we bring that up, but that's a very cool poster. How? But, what year was that when that poster was shit. like making the I think rounds? Twenty fifteen, dude. Yeah, I don't think it was that long ago. Twenty fifteen is like six years. It was, ago. It was right it's, it's before New Fifty Two. <laughs> We've had several like new sure. status quos for the prices <laughs> since then, you know. Shit, DC's got a crisis every eighteen months. It seems like, man. Uh, but yeah, this is big news. This is going under a lot of radar, and uh, it's not just comics, you know. Even though that's what we talk about here. Uh, I mean, that's well, I can, I can bring... talk. Go ahead. I can talk about the industry I work in. We, there is a there is a difficulty getting drivers to ship out loads. Uh, because other industries are paying drivers more upfront than what we're doing. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So and that I, cost I know is that... going to be shipped off to somebody else. You know, someone going to pick up that that cost. It's us usually people paying. <sighs> Man, but yeah, dude. So uh, there's also talk. You know, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it was Hostess or whatever Nabisco. Somebody was on fucking strike. Cheese it, Lay's, whatever the fuck it was. Free Kraft. Uh, and now Kellogg is on strike, uh, yeah. and they're talking about IA, IATSE or whatever in Hollywood, you know, moving people striking. And if that union goes, then other unions follow suit because they have agreements. Uh, yeah, dude, they're talking about maybe 30 to 40,000 people could be on strike like in the next 18 weeks. Like in the next three or four months, but they're talking like contracts are running out in like February, March, and April for a lot of folks, and they're just all gonna go on strike at the same time. I'm telling you, man, it's fucking nuts. It's nuts. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Let's get into what if. Like, what if capitalism didn't suck? We'll move away from that. And what if capitalism into, worked for everyone? <laughs> we'll move into what if episode nine. I'm not sure if this one even had a title. I just I, I, what if who watched broke the, his oath or yeah, watch right. watch broke his oath? That's right. Yeah, here he is. Uh, <gasps> what? <laughs> uh, I was I was a little disappointed with uh, Funko because they actually spoiled something from this episode before I saw it. Oh, the uh, I have it here. Hold on. Uh, you know what? I'm, oh yeah, yeah, that. There's yeah, a pop kill. of that now. That was a pretty cool moment at the end. I mean, you knew Killmonger would try something or other. Yeah, but you knew yeah. he would. Like, this was a pretty rad episode, I would say, uh, top to bottom. It was like basically it was all devoted to one big brouhaha fight scene, but it was handled pretty well. 
Um, Which it was three episodes in the making. No, this was not three episodes in the making. This was eight episodes in the making. This entire series, which well, is why I think this is so They ultimately brilliant. touched on every single yeah. episode. That, that one at the end with like where Hank Pym was a serial killer, they only touched on that one at the very end, but they did yeah. get around to everyone eventually, and that was pretty cool to see. They, they dumped the zombies on Ultron, and then oh, it, was, it wasn't just the zombies, and I'm like, oh shit, Wanda! You know, I was so excited. Yeah. But it was really a brilliant fucking idea. To make this series come off as an anthology series and then just blow the door off at the end and be like, nah, uh, uh, we're sneaky. Well, yeah, like week in, week out, that's what we usually say is like, I like it, but I'm not as invested. But in fact, if you have been following along all, you know, the whole time, yes. you are rewarded for having done so because Perf- like you get like, put. oh yeah. shit, the zombie showed up, you know? Yeah. You put and the I zombie even knew. I was like, universe? oh, Wanda's coming. Now it's Wanda. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I was enjoying it too much. Yeah, I had a great time with this. Oh, the Shumagorath, right? How Captain Carter yeah. recognized it, you know, and it was just that was a, a good look. touch. Yeah, it was yeah. just a look on her face, just fucking perfect. And it was also a thing where it felt like everyone contributed. Yeah. Um, arguably, Killmonger's contribution was mostly negative, and apparently that was all part of the plan. So hey, whatever. Yeah, they were expecting him. Like, the Watcher was expecting him to, to be a douchebag. <laughs> Which it, is it, also just it, perfect, man. And it didn't Indeed. it didn't deviate from Killmonger's character. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I hated about it is, you know, not what it was, but what it wasn't. Uh, the Gamora character in this was from a cut episode that they didn't have time to make because of COVID. Uh, this was supposed That's to be a shame. Man. That is a shame, dude. They could circle Fuck. back to it in season two, perhaps. You know, that Tony Stark looks like he would have been one of my favorite Tony Starks. <laughs> you know, shithead spaceman Tony Stark. I'm sure that he'll yes. get back around to it, but yeah, it would have been. It would probably would have been this episode better if we had gotten to see it before this episode came on. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so what if it's done? What is next? It's December until we get Hawkeye. Um, is it December or is it like I late it November. November? I thought it was like late November. Maybe it is November. Still, that's. I mean, if they want. They probably want all the episodes out by Christmas, so they'll probably. When have to do we get the uh, Guardians holiday special? That's probably going to be Life Day. Yeah, that's probably yeah. going to be in the middle of December. I would think. I don't know though. I don't know. Dave, look to see when that comes out. The Guardians <laughs> next week. Keep making Dave look stuff up. Fuck him and his house closed. I'm gonna make him do all kinds of work this episode. <laughs> Dave's our guy in the chair. I mean, yeah, I know that we're all in chairs right now, but Dave is like the guy yeah. in the chair. He's Oracle. I want to fucking shoot him in the spine. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know when that comes out, but it looks funny. It looks like it's gonna be good. Dave's too fucking slow. Uh, I am looking. So yeah, what if it's great overall though? Uh, I would have liked to have a little bit more. You know what I mean? Well, hey, I mean that if your biggest complaint is that you wanted more of it, that's actually kind of a compliment, right? It's not bad. Uh, the Guardians bad. of the Galaxy holiday special. Holiday special is set to premiere in late 2022. See, so fuck. I yeah. thought so. Yeah, Jesus. I didn't think it was this year. Okay. Mmm, yummy. Got some just totally disgusting food news this week. All right, I'm braced for it. Here we go. Uh, it's October. That means baseball. And whenever you think of baseball, what do you think of? 
Pumpkin spice. Chewing tobacco. Cracker Jack. Yeah, chewing tobacco food news. Damn it. <laughs> that would be pretty disgusting. disgusting. I was saying, like, oh, my God, are they doing something with that? But no. Hey, Gomer, people in Cave City sometimes eat their chewing tobacco. So there, I'm gonna, I can boot you right out. I can, <laughs> I, can, I can mute you. I can do all kinds of things. So it's uh, Pepsi Cracker Jack flavor. That looks okay. terrible. Oh, my um, gosh. Disgusting, dude. Oh, my yeah. God. Now, if it was a Pepsi, it might be all right. But Pepsi, to I you. find that's to be your problem sweet. with a a Cracker Jack flavored soda. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is soda is Pepsi? Cracker Jack going to taste good in? Man? Yeah. Mm, Cracker Jack look, would pair well look. with RC. Look, that's what we drink in <laughs> Cave City. It's just RC and <laughs> Sundrop. Diet right and knee high. <laughs> I like peach knee high. Fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're teaming with uh, Major League Baseball. You can only get this like by going to TikTok and singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," which is almost as dumb as Cracker Jack Pepsi. So keep your Cracker Jack Pepsi, Pepsi. You are terrible. You are disgusting. Just wrap. It All up, right, everybody. Yeah, there is a tattoo on the side of the can. You get a, a prize. Oh, great! Which is lame. I don't well, know why you would if drink. Gonna, if you I mean, it. that's I guess something about Cracker Jacks that like they could incorporate into this. So honestly, that's the best quality of this abomination of a promotion. <laughs> so you know, I will acknowledge that at least. Somebody get Eddie Vedder to sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Let's. We don't have like forty-five minutes. Your jokes are terrible too. <laughs> Uh, no comics this week from TF stuff, which is fine. Uh, we generally get, that's how it is, anyways. We <laughs> we get a couple next week. Uh, Grimlock and what's that new one? Grimlock's great. Grimlock's awesome. Uh, I think that that uh, Wreckers book is coming out next week. Oh, okay. We will talk about those books tomorrow on our preview show. To uh, join us then, but we're talking about the movie Rise of the Beasts. Uh, the director showed off some images of the cars. So what the fuck? Uh, what is this movie? What man, is this that, movie this is going just to gonna be like Di- the Dinobots in Age of Extinction? Mm. You know they're gonna be all over the the previews and everything, but then they're just gonna be in the last ten minutes of the goddamn movie. Fucking stupid, just dumb. Uh, the director Stephen Cappell Jr. He shared these shots on Instagram. Uh. Rise of the Beast is going to be on June 24th, 2022, set in 1994. It concerns another ancient robot conflict. Blah, blah, blah. So is this kind of like a direct sequel to the Bumblebee movie? Yeah, this is a direct sequel to Bumblebee. And Uh, hey, all I can say for this movie is that at least it's not Michael Bay. Oh, for sure. No no explosion porn. Fucking Taylor Brightside and everything. Right side. I'm trying to bring that silver lining. Cracker Jack. Well, you know, in a bad week, I'm trying to keep (laughs) things upbeat. Well, at this it. point, I, I think it. everybody knows what the Transformers movies are and what yeah. they. So you know, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by anything that's going to happen here. Uh, Negatively, I admit, anyway. I gotta admit, Optimus Prime looks great. I will be very happy to buy yet another Optimus Prime because he looks. They all awesome. look pretty great. I mean, that's a cool jazz looking right lame. there. Bumblebee is lame as a Camaro. It always has been. I well, get it. Yeah, I don't like all the extra like fringe on Bumblebee here, you know. It's the nineties though. He has to be extreme. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Autobots extreme extreme. Extreme Bumblebee. And I don't even know who the VW is. I'm hoping it's 
I'm hoping it's not Ironhide. I think no, maybe Ironhide Ratchet. has to be big and tough. Do you guys still find it weird that we've gotten to the point where like the '90s is like a nostalgia piece now? And it, we are closer uh, to 2050 than we are 1990. Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yes, I do. But like, yeah, I mean, like. Captain Marvel is the first one I think I could really remember where it's like, oh, oh, it's a blockbuster video, you know, that kind of crap. Dude, Netflix is is just announced last week they're doing a show called That 90s Show. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, Isn't it I, supposed I to have, that. like, the cast that. from that 70s show? At least, I like, haven't heard some any of, of that. I, I saw an image of, like, Laura Pepion associated with it. All right, well, that's enough talk about that. Oh, my God, I can't wait for that. To, I mean, what are they going to do? I live through the 90s, so they're just going to smoke weed and, and take acid and have sex all the time? Because that's all I did in the 90s. I mean, <laughs> Woodstock 93 and Woodstock 96? Yeah. I mean, are they going to have Limp Biscuit and Corn on the soundtrack? Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> did it all for the That's going to be the intro. Corn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these are the three uh, Decepticons that they showed off. Uh, again, I don't have any names. I guess I should have done a little bit more work. <laughs> I hope that hope that semi is not a nod to the one when Megatron was a semi. Uh, no, it should be uh, what's his name? Maybe Roadmaster. No, from the Stunticons. Roadmaster. Yeah, Roadmaster. He looks like a Roadmaster. You know what it looks like? It looks like the fucking truck from uh, what the hell is that horror movie? The duel. The The Stephen King one. No, where the dude only comes out like the every so many years or some shit. Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, it looks like Jeepers Creepers truck. Ah. Anyway. Fuck this movie. Adam and I are going to go for the first day. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to suck so it's bad. It's going to be so bad. I look forward to hearing you like just shit all over it. <laughs> He'll be like, it's the best movie I ever oh seen. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I paid eight fifty. Let's Let's watch it. Fucking. <laughs> let's do comics, damn it. Oh, man. I'm going first. I had such a terrible week. I need this. So, yeah. Uh, again, I'll mention it again. Excalibur. This felt like the issue we should have gotten after uh, Ten of Swords. Yeah. Excalibur's finally gotten good. Fine. This issue was great, dude. All the stuff with Shogo and Jubilee was awesome. Mm-hmm. All the stuff with Merlin, yeah. like, sneaking in, you know, and Arthur. Oh, it's awesome. Hellions, terrific issue. End of the arc. Lots of closure, but still pushed forward. Um, but holy shit, dude. New Mutants, this story, Man, this has been great. Dude, the art is next level in this. Yeah. The art in this book well, is next fucking Not level. to get ahead of Look myself too much, this. but yeah, this is on my top three. Uh, I'll go ahead and say this is my number one. Oh, this wow. is fucking jaw-dropping artwork. It like, is. This is a great way art. to handle like a trippy character like Shadow King. Yeah, and it's not just the art. I love the way they write Shadow King. I love how yes. he like has sort of this like menace that is kind of like just below the surface, you know? Yeah, and like the dude. way that they did the art really played into that where it's all like trippy right and like, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful art. Uh, but, and, and all three of those are great, but they were all so equally great that I left them off my top three altogether. My honorable mention is actually the me, you love in the dark. Number three, Scotty young and Jorge Corona. I think things get even weirder, cool, very personal story, but man, I love the art. This is about uh, an artist who goes like to Cave City so she can be all by herself and and try to you know refine her purpose and her muse becomes like this ghost or this presence that's living in this haunted house 
And she has the first two issues was her kind of like settling into this ghost being her muse. In this one, she's banging the ghost. Okay, she banging the ghost. Ghost sex. It's ghost. That sex. was looking pretty intimate there. It's ghost sex. Yeah. Oh, hey, Matthew. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, and it gets even. There's like a nip slip later on in the issue. Uh, very well done. But my number risque. three. Whoa. Very risque. Uh, my number three is a righteous thirst. Oh, this is on my top three. Number one. I, I won't tell this. you which one this is, but this is in my top three. This is my number three. I, I blame us not doing our Monday show for me missing this. It's fantastic. It is uh, beautiful. In this weird way, dude. It's Rick Remender, Andre Araujo, and Chris O'Halloran. But I don't really know what the fuck is going on in this book, right? The solicit says this is a uniquely atmospheric murder mystery with sudden bouts of brutal violence. And that's basically what you get. So it's hard-boiled? It's hard to tell because it's so early. It's very – this issue is very – has a a lot of sequential art to it. It's A lot of the storytelling is done just through the art. There's very few conversations in it. There's very few – uh, the longest conversation is essentially this one kid talking about what to do about this wounded bird Yeah, uh, in the book. But th- it's basically this guy right here is making his way to a house to talk to somebody. We don't even know that. We don't even know why he's going to this house. We don't know why he's going to this house, but we know <laughs> – But he this, this is at basically – At one point, the main overarching point is at one point he runs into a guy at the store buying a bunch of shit, and the guy drops his shit, and it shows you, the reader, everything that this guy is buying. And then wherever this character that's on the screen now, wherever he ends up going – he can tell that the guy he ran into at the store murdered these people in this house with the shit yes. that he bought at the store. Yeah. Basically, that's the only thing that happens. But it introduces you to this guy, like Dave said, with almost no word balloons, you know, at all, no dialogue. But you can kind of tell that, I don't know, was it just me, Dave? You kind of feel like he's a good guy who just has really bad luck. I kind of got that impression with him. He, and he He's a generally nice that, person. Yeah, <laughs> who basically gets uh gets his whole world turned upside down because he's. But we don't way. even know if it is his world because we don't know if his world was. You know what I mean? There's not enough. There was. There, there's, there's not, not enough, enough to, for us to yeah. know. But I want to. Not I enough. Know more. But I definitely want to know more. But this is in my. I, I'll just go ahead and say it. This is my number one. Oh wow, really? It wasn't yes. that damn good. I liked it. I thought <laughs> it was good. Man, you gushed about how good this is. It's in your top three, and, and you like, still I'm, shit I'm, on I'm it. Off my You're top still three. wrong, dude. Uh, uh, go ahead. Just, just for the just for the just for the uh, artwork alone, just the storytelling <laughs> through the sequential art. Uh, this it tells you it tells you a story you can follow. It's well done. There's a lot of expressive artwork in this. A lot of situations that you could, might, if you were in this uh, circumstances, you might find yourself in similar situations. But you yeah. know, without the whole murder. Yeah, I knew this was going to be uh, on your top three. I didn't think it would be number one, but good, good choice, good choice. Thank you, Adam. Backhanded all right, compliment all right, of all some, backhanded uh... compliments. <laughs> Do some honorable mentions. Um, Batman 114, you know, it's still mired in that damn future state shit, but I cannot deny that Jorge Jimenez is just killing this oh, book. For sure. This the whole issue, is good. Yeah. this whole issue was an extended fight scene. And yeah, I don't give a shit about the two people fighting, but damn, it looked pretty. Nice. Um, and then uh, other honorable mention, Amazing Spider-Man 75. That's it was on my list, my top 
three. I have really? number two. Yeah. It was just okay. I loved it. It I was it was it. you know, I was expecting this to be something new and it really was not. This is just kind of standard Spider Man. Well, it was gone from the shop by the time I got there. Oh so. wow, that sucks, dude. That sucks. <laughs> uh in this it's it's a soft reboot for Amazing Spider Man. Yeah. Even if it's just in theory or in name. But basically a corporation is buying the Spider Man trademark. Yeah. And this it's goes okay. back Super Superior Spider-Man, which I like quite a bit. And Ben Riley is or will be the new soul Spider-Man. And in this, Peter gets shit on really hard. Is this enough to get me back into Spider-Man permanently? I don't know yet. But I'm in it for at least one more issue, dude. I had a It wasn't bad. It was just time. It just wasn't. Look at this art. I love that art there, dude. I love yeah. Ben and Peter there. I had a fantastic time reading this. And it had been such a long time. Since I've read Amazing Spider-Man and had a good time, that I had to put it put it on the list. And see that you are exactly what this issue is for. Good. So I'm glad that that you felt cool. that. Cool. <laughs> no, no, but, I understand but, exactly what you're saying because you've been in it. You've been in the. Swamp. Oh, I've been in it. I'm just getting in the. Swamp. Yeah, Adam's been in the trenches over yeah, here. Dude, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, but my actual number three uh, is a surprise. Um, Eternal Celestia number one. Oh uh, no. Kieran Gillen. And you know, I IOD favorite Kaizama doing oh, the art. Kaizama did the art in Kaizama did the I art in this. Pick it up. I didn't even give it a yes. second look. So so I've been pretty I've been pretty on record of just thinking that the Eternals have been meh, you know. Yeah. Um but this is the first issue that I actually genuinely liked about it. Um they were exploring a specific cast of the Eternals who were um like the religious sect. You know, oh, that, rad. and it was exploring the concept of uh, them being eternal beings devoted to these other eternal beings. But what happens when the gods sort of, sort of abandon them mm. and they not only abandon them, but then choose humans or other people over them. And so we get sort of this conflict between these Eternals and the Avengers because the Avengers are living technically inside the corpse of one of their gods. Oh, wow. Uh, and then you just That's have fun. this. That's fun. Yeah. And then you just have this really cool Kaizama art in it. Um, and it gets uh, a little mytho uh, mythological yeah. parts. Um, and there's some just really cool fight scenes in it. So it was a surprise. It's just a one shot. It is just a one shot. It's weird. How they're letting uh, book be eternal so, if it's one. Well, they're letting Assad Rivet catch up on the art. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Taylor, did you read that? I did not actually. Oh, I figured because you're still reading the Eternals book, right? I am still reading the Eternals book, but um, I don't know. I guess it's art. it's always a game time decision if I pick up like the tie-in books. Like sure. as much as it's, I like, it's written by Kieran Gillen. So that's true, I but like. I gush on the uh, Immortal Hulk all the time, but I've only picked up like a handful of those tie-ins. So, sure. Yeah. Although, yeah, they did a mountain of those one yeah. shots, at least half a dozen. And all of them had Al Ewing's name, even though a lot of that was just a filthy, filthy lie. But, you know. Yeah. So some it's always were... random odds if I pick up the tie-ins. Yeah. And some of those were pretty good. Some of those were pretty good. The Jeff Lemire one was, I remember, being pretty good. No, oh, yeah, but a lot I... of them were actually pretty good. But, yeah. I think this being a one-shot uh, actually helped it because I think my, my biggest complaint with the main Eternal series is that it's dragged out. It's not going anywhere. Sure. Uh, whereas this, it's all in one. So they had to tell me one complete story. So Nice. It was nice. 
All right, Dave, how many honorable mentions do you have first? This I'm is... only going to give you two honorable mentions. Right. Name drop them. Okay. <laughs> uh, Swamp Thing number eight. Nice oh, tie. That's uh, on my list. Nice, uh, nice. Nice, uh, nice little tie up between Swamp Thing versus the Suicide Squad. And uh, there was a, like a nice moment between uh, uh, Peacemaker and Swamp Thing. He's like, cool. I can help you walk away from this. <laughs> so he's like, you can have peace. Nice. Uh, Dark Ages number two. That's actually on my list too, man. Uh, just an excellent continuation to uh, I love this book to so the much. Marvel's version of Revolution. So I love this book. So- I mean, you say that like anybody knows what this half a season fucking NBC drama was. It was awesome. Actually, number three. Number my three. number my number three pick is going to be Soul Plumbers. From DC. Oh man, I didn't. I, I, this wasn't even on my radar at all. Oh uh, well, it was that on my horror book. It's a horror book, but it's written by the 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 host of the last podcast on the left. And oh, if if you're like me, a fan of their podcast, you can see elements of the of the characters, the host of the in these characters. There's a, a Edgar who is very much like Marcus, who is very knowledgeable about religion and um, other topics. Uh, there's a uh, Scuzz who is basically Henry Zabrowski's character, and then there is Elk who is Ben Kissel, and the the story revolves around uh, Edgar being this very religious uh, individual who's trying to save souls, and he gets conned into a the soul this uh, well seminar where there's this guy that can sell this machine that can pull demons out of people, and he ends up. He couldn't afford the plans, but he ends up stealing the plans and builds an actual the machine that actually does pull. He can like exercise demons from people. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he actually got a new gig now. He's got a new gig. He's a ghostbuster. He's a, he's a he's demon like, He's a essentially he's essentially Dante and Randall gets these <laughs> Ghostbusters. Oh, okay, dude. You should have just said that instead of clerks. The- 90 seconds you took explaining the book if you said it was clerks meets ghostbusters but with demons instead yeah i want to read that i want to read the hell out of that book that, but yeah it's it's a uh, because i'll just tell you that marcus parks mm-hmm. uh you know marcus parks and uh henry zabrowski wrote this book uh but uh marcus is a very big comic books fan he he likes grant morrison's the well, uh, invisible so. it, it is a comic book uh, but uh, Marcus knows his shit, and this is this was a book that they've been talking about for a while, and I was not disappointed with it. Awesome, well, good choice. You always pick the lesser known books. Yeah, it wasn't even on my radar. Uh, Taylor, honorable mentions, and number three. I'm actually gonna forego honorable mentions this week. I it was slim pickings by the time I got to the comic shop, so I only actually ended up getting four books. So I guess my honorable mention by default is uh, Batman number one fourteen. Well, that's not which, a bad. Book. You know, it's consistently okay. You know, yep. and like Adam said, though the art was pretty standout in this issue. Uh, uh, my number three then is going to be uh, Darkhold Alpha number one. Oh, you did pick that up. Huh? I did pick it up, and I enjoyed it. Well, I mean, huh. it's a first. It it's got a lot of Doctor Doom elements to it. You know, I do Fun. love Doctor Doom, Fun. so I'm an easy lay for Doctor Doom. But um, it also did have a pretty compelling story. Um, Shython, I think, is how you say it. It's like C. Um, I always said C eight. Sure, whatever. I actually like don't Cthulhu, know. Cthulhu, like Cthulhu, but I don't know if that's right. 
That sounds reasonable. He does kind of have like an eldritch horror thing going on, so yeah. maybe that is the reason for the name. But yeah, there was like a really cool couple of uh, pages for the intro that was Scarlet Witch's nightmare of what's going to happen if this guy gets to our universe, and it was uh, some pretty striking imagery. We have like Captain America like bleeding out of his goddamn face. We have like Spider Man torn it. up. Um, the art was um, Torme, uh, T O R M E Y. Not a oh. name I recognize, but it was pretty good know. from beginning to end. Cool. Um, and a lot of a lot of things that Doctor Doom did do in this book would be things you kind of expect him to do because, like you know, they were talking about when they got the dark hole. It's like no mortal eyes can ever set uh, view look the upon. dark look upon yeah. the dark hole. And Doom's like fools. I looked upon the dark hole when the Doom bot read it. <laughs> oh, fun! That's cool. <laughs> so, so he does like get the character pretty snap on. Um, they did introduce Spider-Man towards the end, and like Steve Orlando apparently does like the Waka Waka Spider-Man, which you know can get old in large doses. <laughs> but they used it sparingly enough here that it was still yeah. fun to read. It's usually so, in the, the one-shot Spider-Man or the miniseries, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it was a pretty solid start. I'm looking forward. It's got me where I'm probably going to pick up uh, the rest. Of it. it looks like it's going to be a series of one-shots with each of yeah. our five. Uh, the Dark Hole <laughs> Defiled. Yeah. yeah, there's Defiled, there's an Well, they're, they're Iron not called Man. Defenders, is like their proper name, I guess. But. Yeah, there's a there's an Iron Man one. I think there's a Black Panther one. There's, there's Black Bolt, there's Iron Black... Man, Spider-Man. Well, is there uh, a Black Bolt? Wasp? Black yeah. Bolt. Um, and there's Blade. Also gonna, Blade and Wasp, yeah. They're bringing Black Bolt. Black Bolt hadn't been in the comic in a while. Yeah, Black yeah. Bolt's been gone for a while. Yeah. Well, he is here. In fact, they even mentioned here, like, guys, I'm busy rebuilding Inhuman Society. I ain't got yeah. time for this shit, but yeah. Yeah, oh, cool. they had that cool. help And he is talking again, right? No, he was using sign language. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, man. I mean, if, I knew, if I knew talking, Black Bolt was in yeah. this, I might have actually got there. Well, they took his powers away for a half a minute in that. Um, well, I assume they're back because he wasn't yeah. talking here. Well, they never really explained how his powers were working again, whether or not he could control. Well, them. like when he had his own book, he, he's one of those characters where like when he has to start his own book, they nerf the shit out of him. Yeah. Kind of like with Doctor Strange or uh, Silver Surfer because, you know, they're powerful enough that it kind of breaks but, stories. By the time Donny Cates killed the Inhumans, he was back to status quo. So. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, that's a good choice. I didn't, I didn't give that one a second look either. Uh, again, uh, uh, we're back to me, number two. Uh, yeah, ASM seventy five. Zeb Wells, Patrick Leeson. Uh, like I said, basically a corporation called the Beyond Corporation because that's the name of the arc. Uh, you know, the oh, it's probably more than an arc. It's probably going to be at least. The it's next nineteen year. Uh, issues, nineteen parts. Yeah, Whew, that's a lot. It's also tying into uh, the other Spider-Mans, which I might pick up Miles Morales because basically this company has a trademark now on Spider-Man, the name Spider-Man. So they're going to go after everybody using that trademark. So so we have a version of Disney in the comic book now. Dude, I, I love that angle. I love that corporate, you know, capitalist sort of angle. I love that, you know, again, that Peter got the shit kicked out of him and Ben's just standing there like, you know. They're paying me bank. Because he got more money. He has more money. His suit was able to stop whatever, you know, Peter poison. got fucked by. And radiation. I, I love radiation the story poison. there, man. I love the story there. Because Ben is not a better Spider-Man. Peter is a way better Spider-Man. I know. Why my does Ben get the hook? Because but, he got that billion-dollar fucking suit. 
Because he got that I know, corporate it's, backing. I it's love It's the same that story angle. as Superior Spider-Man. It's yeah, the same not story. Really. Not with Doc Ock and, and Parker and your It is. It is, though. You know, some I guy mean, coming ben in is thinking like, he could do Spider-Man better. Evil, it was. Like, you know, it was the acquisition was, of Parker's but... Industries that gave them the copyright to Spider-Man because Parker, Parker, for, Parker forgot to take that down. Yeah. Well, sure, and that, that classic Peter Parker, fucking forget yeah. to be Peter Parker because he's Spider-Man all the time. Uh, hey, there's also this thing where he's like still in class in this. Yeah, that's school. weird. So no, is he in it. grad school right now? Like I, I noticed him on stop. He was going to class. I'm he's like, repeating. yeah, he's always in grad school. He's still in college. Time. Uh, when when Spencer's run first began, they took him back to college, and he's actually in class with Dr. Connors right now. I actually remember that when they're like, "No, you cheated to get your degree," because they ran this test with because he didn't actually get his degree. Doc no, Ock got his degree. Doc Ock got the degree. But it, and they looked and they went back and used this fancy computer program to to look over all of the things that he wrote, and it's like, "Oh shit, you stole it all from Doc Ock." And he's like, "Damn no, Octavius. I was Doc Ock." Man, that sucks. Yeah, so um, they got him on plagiarism. Fucking Spencer plagiarism. That's yeah. that's fucking Spider Man's biggest villain. Man, I'm glad I didn't give Spencer trying a second look now. But anyway, but this was good. I like I love Spider Man. I love the character. I'm happy to actually be picking it up again. How that's long good. will that last? That is yet to be decided. I hope this turns into something really good. I do too, man. I do too. They got the enough was writers fantastic. on this damn book. They got enough creators. Shit. They do. They do. Uh, number two, Adam. Uh, my number two was Swamp Thing number eight. Uh, oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, it's just got it's got fantastic art. Uh, who is it? Mike Perkins. I think so. Mike Perkins so. has just been killing it in the art. Uh, a lot of just body horror and monsters. Just there's a big fight scene between Swamp Thing and Parasite in this. Yeah. Um, oh, that'd be a fun fight. But that was, it is. But it was it was kind of like a, but Swamp Thing somehow made a connection with uh Parasite to see like it was more of a mental just, fight, yeah. Yeah. But there was a but the uh, that uh, Jacob guy that shows up, he's like talking about like uh Swamp Thing's brother. Yeah. Uh but he was talking about Yeah, like, they introduced was, the big bad of the of the series in this one. And it's Swamp Thing's brother. Basically, yeah. Swamp Thing's oh, wow. brother, but he looks like a demon, and he's got like cool. fire-looking powers or something. And That's he can cool. connect to the green. He was talking about like you know, humanity is the monster. Why do you want to protect them and all that? And he's like, you know, yeah. I- there's a lot going on in this book. There's, there's a whole lot going on in this issue, and that's my negative to it. You can definitely tell that he's trying to fit like three arcs worth of material into this oh, ten sucks. issue run. Um, but it's still really good, you know. And and we're getting towards the end now, so. I've been really enjoying it. Fun. Good choice. I'm waiting to collect it in, in trade. Dave. Uh, my number, number two. two. Take a number two on us, please. All right. Chicken devil. No, come on. You, got, you can't <laughs> be serious. It's actually really good. I looked. I, I oh saw my God. I mean, you did just ask him to take a shit on you. I so. know. And he did. Literally, he's. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Why? Why? Oh gosh! It, okay, it's, Why? it's the story. The guy, the guy owns a fa- chain of fast food restaurants. Okay, his partner gets involved with these drug smugglers. The drug right. smugglers turn around and kill his partner and the guy's family. It sounds like guy, season three of Breaking Bad. It <laughs> does. It has that feeling to it. And the guy basically, the guy basically snaps, and he 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 kind of becomes this 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 uh, this. 
avenging angel that dresses up in a chicken suit mask. <laughs> oh, he dresses up in a chicken costume. <laughs> he dresses up okay. in a chicken suit. So it's Punisher. It's Punisher, but, but in a chicken costume. costume. If Colonel Sanders was the Punisher. <laughs> All right, Taylor, we're moving away now. You've ruined this show for me. All right, you're not going to like mine much better, I fear, because my number two is Defenders, number three. It's better than Chicken Punisher. It's mostly for the artwork. Javier Rodriguez, like, always delivers, like, the most imaginative page layouts. He, like, there's this one fight scene where basically they're, they're fighting, like, uh, Shuma Garoth for all intents and purposes, like a giant tentacle monster. Yeah. And, like... <sighs> Every page is a feast for the eyes, and I am enjoying the story quite a bit. I do think that uh, Al Ewing does a good job. He moves from like one character to another with each issue to do the inner monologues for. And, yeah, it's been really rad. Nice. Yeah, I, maybe I'll pick this back up. I know you keep loving it, so maybe I'll give it another whirl. I guess it is a book where you have to do some homework before you can read it. You have to at least go back and read that like Marvel number one thousand thing they did last oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah, I've read that. Yeah, and you should be like, fine then. Yeah, it's only like three or four pages of the Marvel one thousand that you really need to know with the, the <laughs> three or four pages. It's just like three or four panels. Yeah, go back and read all the stuff with like the Enclave or whatever, and you yeah. should be fine. Yeah, uh, that brings it back to me for number one, Dark Ages number two. Tom Taylor, Ivan Coella. This is a dope issue. I just love when Tom Taylor does stuff that doesn't fucking matter. It's like having your friend over to play with all your toys, and they play with them differently than you do, and it's just a fucking rad time. Uh, it's sort of peaceful now, you know. It's the apocalypse, but they've been able to do things to to sort of make everything awesome and. This team, you know, fights off the vampires and the werewolves that are obviously that, you know, they can't fight off, you know. And it looks like it is another opportunity for him to write one of his pet characters, Laura yeah. Kinney. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he loves X-23, too. He loves Wolverine, too. But, like, Captain America goes and visits Iron Man, and then you fi figure out that it's actually Mystique, right? And they kidnap Iron Man. And fucking... I mean, you guys know what happened here in the first part, right? They opened up this portal, and there was yeah. a big monster, the Unmaker. They opened this portal to an EMP universe, magical place, to stop the Unmaker. It does, but then they can't close the portal because Doctor Strange is dead, so no electrical shit works, right? No technology or anything like that. So Apocalypse has used Purple Man to brainwash a bunch of folks, Magneto and... Uh, Reed and Luna and they got he's got all these smart motherfuckers trying to figure out how they can do what Apocalypse wants them to do and the reveal is that he wants to wake the Unmaker he wants to bring the Unmaker back he thinks if he does that then he can actually bring everything you know back to to normal you know or whatever normal is for I Apocalypse I think this but is a bad idea I love this book so much and again it's the same reason I like Tom Taylor on Injustice. It's the same reason I like Tom Taylor on Deceased. It's because it doesn't fucking matter. And it's just a shitload of fun. It's just a shitload of fun. It does free a writer up a lot when they do not have to give two shits about how this is going to fit back into continuity when it's over. Yeah. At one point, he does such a great job of writing how different parts of America are staying in contact. Well, different parts of the world through psychics. You know, sharing information and I don't know. It's really cool. It's and it also has this fun aspect of it's apocalypse. You know, a no technology apocalypse, 
with Marvel heroes, what would happen? What would they do? You know, I, I, and it's fun to see a, a writer just like Taylor was saying, just dive in with just no strings. And, I really like the interact. It's very, it was very brief in the book, but the interaction between Peter Parker and May. Yeah, he really gets them as as a unit. And the thing about Peter Parker is, yeah, his webs were like a big part of like the security system they have set up against the vampires and the werewolves. But he's definitely there for more than just throwing up webs. There's a reason May and Peter are in this, you know, and I'm just really excited to see Tom Taylor. What he's what is he going to do next? It's not even what is going to happen next in the event. You know, in the miniseries, it's what is Tom Taylor going to pull out of his ass ass next? That's just a really cool thing to do, given the premise that he himself has, you know, established. So and this gives him another opportunity to write a million more stories, you know, into the future in this particular universe, just like they did in Injustice, just like they did in Deceased. And it's really fun to be here on the ground floor and and see Tom Taylor. And two new great characters for the Spider-Verse. Right, right. Uh, Adam, number one. Cool. He already said it. Uh, well, I mean, like I said earlier, uh, all three of the X books this week were fantastic, and I decided to only pick one to put on my list. I knew Taylor was gonna have New Mutants as his. Oh, uh, so all right. So I went with Hellions number sixteen. Um, man, I love this issue. This is my favorite issue. Uh, or my favorite kind of issue, it's the fallout issue. You know, the, the big, all the big shit went down last issue. They blew up Sinister's base, which had the copy of Psylocke's daughter on it, as well as, you know, revealing that Sinister's been tricking the team and getting them killed and all that stuff. Stealing Tarn's shit. And- right. This is a and fucked so, up arc. This arc feels like it's been going on forever. It is, it is. And so, you know, I really like this book because... Um, and, you know, X-Men has always been a series about found family. It's about outcasts coming together and just creating their own family. And and that's what this book was. You know, these were the outcasts of the outcasts. Yeah. Um, all right. all they, they all had, you know, mental problems or or just just social problems, yeah. social problems, you know, and, and they managed to make a family that kind of worked. Uh, before this arc, they they kind of worked and they were happy. Yeah. Um. And now everything's come crashing down. Um. Everybody pissed at everybody everybody's else. pissed. Gray even Crow Nanny, wants to even Nanny yeah. and what's his name are on the outs. And yep. It's like holy shit. Yep. Gray Crow yeah. wants to kill Empath because Empath oh. is the one who blew everything and up. Not just that. Gray Crow is willing to go into the hole. Like where oh Sabre yeah is to kill this motherfucker and it's like oh shit and just the writing that 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 he was able to do there that's mm-hmm. Zeb wells right yeah that yeah. is Zeb wells Zeb yeah wells you have the asm book this week too holy shit yeah. Hey, yeah. Good on yeah. him. you're right you had nanny and orphan maker where nanny just just was like you're a man now you know you don't i don't you don't need me and i don't need you you need to go away this is heartbreaking I, I, yeah I, I basically replaced you yeah uh yeah, and then and then you have you have havoc there just being just depressed. torn depressed. depressed. He finally too. got what he wanted. He's off the Hellions team, but at a cost he didn't want to ha- did didn't want to have to pay. Yeah, uh, and then you have Empath there. Empath was really w- well written too, where he was trying to play off like betraying the team meant nothing to him, but at the same time you can tell that you know the the guy who really doesn't feel emotions is actually 
kind of feeling sad that he exactly yes betrayed there's his little family. This is the good. Emma, there's also the Emma angle where Emma yeah. was pulling the strings this whole fucking time. Basically, New Sinister was up to something, but didn't know quite what, and didn't give a fuck what happened as long as Sinister got caught, because so much shit happened because of what Emma told Empath to do. It did. You know? so, yeah. yeah. This is just where all the shit has finally hit the fan. And uh, yeah, I I don't really see how I can see how this book can keep going for another arc, but I don't really see long term how this team can keep going, which is why I thought this book was getting canceled. Well, if they all figure out that Empath was being manipulated by Emma, you know, then there's a route where Empath can actually bring them all together, you know, but you're right. You're you're kind of right, and there's also where they're bringing back what's her name, the Jean Grey, Madeline Pryor. Yeah, you know, for Havoc, that's a great angle there because that fits in with a lot of other shit going on. The X Men show up in this issue for a, a page. They that do basically, nice. to, basically just to rub in the Hellions' yeah, like, face oh, how how well out. together the X Men are. You know, yeah. Uh, man, how great were all three fucking X books this week? Isn't they were. It? They were so good, so good. Yeah, I could have had one, two, three in any order, the X-Books. That's why I kept all three of them off my list. Uh, Dave. Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. Oh, that's one. right. You already said it. Moving on. And this is a great book, though. I I need two issues, though, man. Yeah, they we need this a double-sized issue. Yeah, they, they should have done something. Like you said, there's not enough meat on the bone for this issue. We just know he's going. We just know he's on his way to a place. He gets there, and it's not what he's expecting. Yeah, or maybe it is what he was expecting. We we don't know shit. Maybe and he was intending that, to kill them. I don't know. And it's amazing that I'm like, no, I could see anybody maybe. putting this as their number one just because of how fucking well done it was as a single issue of a comic. Sure, you don't really know what the fuck is going on, but I don't care who you are. If you read this issue, you are going to read issue two. He has gone you, through a lot of trouble to find that fucking pack of cigarettes. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Uh, and then it's Taylor. I don't. Did he already say his number? Well, one? as expected, mine oh, was yeah. uh, New Mutants. Yeah. Um, that cover is really killer too, by the way. But yeah, the artwork yeah. here was outstanding. So like good, all the different montages of them, like dealing with their worst fears and nightmares and things like that it really does drive home just what a menace the shadow king can really be so yeah yeah, like from a writing standpoint i really loved how they wrote all the characters from an art standpoint i mean i don't have to say anything just look at that so yeah design work there why is there a centipede up in the upper left corner because it's creepy and you're supposed to be creeped out by this character if you look down in the lower right-hand corner, just behind that word balloon, those are eyes like staring out of the wall. Why? Because it's creepy, and it just works. Yeah, it's evocative. It kind of yes. drives home like the whole, you know, just this is the stuff of nightmares that he is unleashing yeah. upon. And incidentally, like the um, little like uh, reject kids were all like, "Don't worry, the new mutants will handle it." And then they get there, and the new mutants are very decidedly not not handling, handling it. it no. Yeah. But those pages are so good, too, because they're kind of like in shadow in this world, you know, this cerebral. But they're all in white. They're all like sort of in grayscale while everything is color around them. Uh, And then at one point in this magic, like he does a specific thing to magic and her her like silhouette of like just her top of her forehead to the bottom of her nose is like at the top. 
And then it just cascades into all this just terrible shit. Yeah, we've seen that before, like when they were traveling through other worlds. Like yes. they do a really great job, like almost deconstructing the artwork itself. You like, you know, his face here looks like an incomplete sketch. Like he yes. didn't finish drawing it, and that's an amazing effect to pull off. I think. Yeah, and just so well done, dude. Just so well done. And I mean, the way he's talking here, because on the left. That character, you know, the view of that character, it almost looks like he's pleading, like he is, you know, got some good qualities to him just in the art. And if you read the dialogue, yeah, he's saying some okay things there. That kind of makes sense. But then you get to that picture on the right, and you must learn the lesson. You know, he's yeah, dude, just so well done. Excellent choice. Again, yeah. ever since did you they other X books this week. I did not, but um I'm sure they were, but they were great. But yeah, ever this, since they switched over to this creative team, this has consistently been perhaps the very best X book. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's been up there. It's Rod a contender Rice for sure, at least. It's hard to deny that that Rod Rice art because you know, commonly, you know, if you're going to go with the traditional stereotypical art for New Mutants, it's Sikowitz. and I think Rod Rice sort of has that. You know, the Warlock. Yeah, you know how you know war, you know just that look. You know, it's this very unique sort of look. But man, I think Rod Rice is just, in terms of how design, you know, his design work. Oh, his design work's head fantastic. and shoulders above what anybody else is doing on, on anything ongoing. You know what I mean? I can't think of another book where the design work is that damn good. Well, maybe that Echo Lands book, but that's not an ongoing. You know, uh, and that's what's his name, Williams or whatever. So. Uh, but man, terrific books this week. Uh, even though Taylor only got four, that's pretty weird. Wow, Just kidding. Oh, well. Uh, so yeah, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We really appreciate it. Uh, check out patreon.com slash outrightgeekery. You can give us some money if you want. Just a tip, just a buck. Get all our links, uh, over at outrightgeekery.com. Links there include, you know, point you to everything we're fucking doing, including the comic book bullies. We got Big Willie doing shit in and out, you know, all week long. So, uh, yeah, we got our show tomorrow night, our preview show. Definitely come back for that. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. But most of all, thanks to these three jokers. You're just going to use that every week going I love forward, it. It's McFarland shit. I love it. Yeah, it's fine. It is. I'll find another just one. Just okay. I'll find another one. Uh, thanks to those guys for hanging out with this guy. We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Damn. No gusto at all. David, all business like this. Yeah, week. he is all business. He's a homo. <laughs>